Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. Ben, how about them Charlotte 49ers? How about them Charlotte 49ers beating Duke? Had like a 64% chance of losing, 13.5 point underdog. Who cares about that? Chris Reynolds, my guy. Grant DuBose, did we expect that from him? An absolute beast performance throughout the game. Amazing. And if you don't know what we are talking about, college football is back full speed ahead. And our hometown boys, the Charlotte 49ers, beat the Duke Blue Devils, the first ever win over a Power 5 program. But then, as much as I would love to spend the whole podcast talking about it, we got some NASCAR to break down in the world of sports. Crazy events went down in Darlington in the playoff kickoff for the year. Yeah, man, we got uh, three, all three series back racing at Darlington. Um, kind of the second round going in there, picking up the playoffs, man. What do you think? How, how's your bracket faring out so far? I guess I guess we'll have to go over our brackets again. But Yeah, we had some issues last week. Our reporting that say this has started pouring here in Concord, uh, but you know, I think both of our brackets have been thrown into turmoil. I think a lot of people have. I don't think anybody expected so many drivers to have problems. And you know, going into these next two races, uh, it's really anybody's game to win or lose. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed the race. Honestly, like I felt like this was like the most proper NASCAR race I've seen in the past couple of years. Um, there was drama, there was cautions not caused by, I feel like certain packages or some, you know, loose end thing or whatever. It's only drivers going at it. They make a mistake. Kyle Busch, for example, was definitely probably the playoff driver that had the worst luck when it comes to that. But, uh, we'll kind of get into that a little bit later, but I really enjoyed the race. Yeah. thought it was good. Although, um, I thought the ending was good. I thought we could have had a first time winner. Uh, by the way, Denny Hamlin wins that race. First one of the season. He's locked into the next round. Kyle Larson tried. Uh, he gave it his all. Uh, he sent it into the final cor- corner. Destroyed the car. Almost won the race. Though. Very exciting finish from Darlington. Yeah, he. Uh, it seemed like he kind of had the quickest car all night. And then Denny was able to get out front and just pulled away from Larson. Um, and yeah, when he was going into three and four, just basically sent it into the corner, rode the wall, and it almost kind of worked because Denny was kind of like letting up in the corner. I don't know if he got tight or was just saw, seeing Larson in his rear view mirror thinking he was going to like overshoot it, but that was a that was a good move by him. It almost made it stuck. That, that could have been really entertaining if it did. Yeah, it would have. Larson tried everything, couldn't have get around Hamlin, but Larson sits 80 points above the cut line. Truex plus 36. Kurt Busch plus 26. Ben, he had a really good run at Darlington, got up front, led some laps. Yeah, he was really strong out of the gate. I think he was almost getting ready to take the lead. Um, I don't know where he started. I know it was somewhere in the top five, but good night for him. Honestly, good night for both CGR cars. Ross Chastain was up there kind of in the mix. I think he finishes uh, fifth or sixth, but he was up to third at one point. So good for them. Yeah, Ryan Blaney sets plus 22. Ben Blaney had issues uh, in this race, but he's still 22 points above the cut line. Was a lot more points before they had to take it behind the wall. Yeah, um, I think Penske was kind of showing a little bit of speed 
uh, here at Darlington. Um, I feel like they were still kind of behind overall. Um, I know Blaney's got those two wins in the bank right now, I guess three total, but um, just the past couple of weeks. I think uh, Logano was running pretty good. I think he was kind of struggling the past couple of weeks because Lasky was not doing as well. It was kind of the back half of the top 20, which was kind of interesting. I was surprised going to a track with a low down force, high horsepower that it would kind of go into Brad's driving style. But uh, so that was a little bit of surprise, but they had, he's got two more races to kind of collect some points and unfortunate for Blaney for sure. Bane your boy Logano plus 21 over the cut line. Uh, but the real driver I want to talk about is Kevin Harvick in that four plus 20 Ben, He got up front, led some laps. And for the first time in, oh, I don't know how many races, that four looked uh, very strong. And, of course, they were running a throwback scheme. So, man, I'm wondering if that was a throwback to when they were competitive last season. <laughs> that very well could have been. But, yeah, no, that was really weird. He, uh, I think, was like he's been really good at Darlington the past several years. And um, I think going to a track with, again, with this package, it suits his driving style and just was finally able to kind of saw the wheel and just, you know, Stuff was actually in his control versus the car just not handling as well. Bad Brad plus 12 over the cut line. Uh, Christopher Bell plus five over the cut line. You may be wondering, where's Chase Elliott? Chase Elliott is 10th right now, plus four over the cut line. Uh, He blew a tire, slammed into the wall hard. They were out of the race. Ben, Chase Elliott could go home in the first round. He's only four points above the cut line. Yeah, um, Hendrick kind of struggled other than Larson. Um, just I guess I shouldn't say struggle, but just bad luck. Bowman having some issues. Byron blew a tire. Chase blew a tire. Um, yeah, the, it was definitely a rough night for them. Larson, once again, leads the show for them. But uh, I think they'll be able to rebound. They, they, they had pretty good speed. I think they're all running pretty decent when they had their issues. Uh, and, Ben, two drivers I want to get your opinion on. Eric Almarola sits plus three over the cut line, and Tyler Reddick plus zero. Both of these guys ran well, right? They, they kind of ran in the top ten for a while, um, and right now they're above the cut line. Ben, what does Almarola and Reddick, what do they need to do uh, to keep it going in these next two races? Um, yeah, I think they got to get up there and get some stage points early. Um I would, I would personally be more aggressive in the front end of the race, get those stage points, go find that bit of a cushion, and just kind of take it easy uh, in stage number three uh, the next couple weeks. And Ben, uh, for Eric Amarola at least, we go to a track where he's got one of his top fives all the season, Richmond this week. So I expect Amarola to run up front. Uh, ben, let's get to the drivers that are below the cut line. Alex Bowman, plus zero. He's below it. Kyle Busch, minus two. He's below the cut line. Byron, minus nine. He's below the cut line. And, man, Michael McDowell, Ben, who had a good run going at Darlington, they were playing some different strategy, just lost just lost it and ran into the wall. Ben, which one of these four guys, and they're below the cut line, which one of their seats is the hottest? Uh, I think Kyle probably um, probably has the biggest chip on his shoulder because he's definitely got a faster car of all of them, I believe. But it's just gonna be able if he's gonna be able to put it together. Sometimes he kind of like gets in this rut and just finds some bad luck. Doesn't have good runs. Um, yeah, that hit he took was uh, kind of odd how it played out. I don't think he really blamed it on the other car that was involved. I guess Do you just want to get to it right now, or should we just kind of keep alluding to it? <laughs> 
yeah, let's just get to it. Uh, Kyle Busch fined fifty thousand uh, dollars for pretty irresponsible conduct uh, of himself. Ban, you can go ahead and keep going with it. But to Kyle Busch, fifty thousand dollars in the hole and below the cut line. Yeah. So basically, what happened was um, he was actually I think running somewhere in the top ten, and he was going to get passed by Austin Dillon or passing Austin Dillon. And he kind of gets loose and gets into the wall and pancakes the whole right side. I think backs backs the end of the car in. He's really mad, obviously. Um, and then he's pulling down pit road to. And he doesn't even try to go to the garage or um, try to go to his pit stall. Goes right to the garage and just completely blew through all these cones and like could have ran, ran over some people if he was not careful. There's some tire gar- tire carriers and completely ignored the official that was sitting there. So just a very dangerous spot for him to be in. And he just marched over to his hauler and. Um, Said in his post race press conference for a couple times. I love the passion. I gotta say it's um, but at the same time, I feel like the the driving was a little bit irresponsible. But he said something about sim time. You know, they have a good sim session with the team, and then they go to the track, and it just completely does not work. So it's just a lot of emotions for him. But yes, the fine is probably a small amount of what he's gonna make, but uh, I'm not sure how much of a lesson he's gonna be learned. Yeah, I, I think it's warranted though. Um, I think when you behave like that, it's unacceptable. Um, but, you know, it's nice to have a driver show some emotion. I do agree with you on that. But wrong place, wrong time. Kyle Busch has two races to get it going again. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But, Ben, I want to get your opinion. Bowman, Byron, below the cut line. Two of the Hendrick Four. Two of that stable could be out of it. And they got into each other, which makes it even worse. Yeah, um, Larson with that 80-point gap up front is, uh, I think he'll definitely be okay, can kind of cruise the next two races, but uh, I think um, a lot of people kind of had them going deeper into the playoffs. I think Chase probably was, I think, a top-five driver of the season, maybe somewhere around 6th or 7th if if it's outside of that. So um, I, I personally don't have Bowman or Byron going too far, but um, I know there's definitely some people that are – willing to put them further than I would. So this could definitely shake up some brackets if any of them don't continue. Yep, so let's um, talk about the truck series point standings. Sheldon Creed wins the race, second in a row, and Ben, man, they're really catching uh, uh, some fire here. Uh, The trucks do not race again until Bristol. Bristol is the cutoff race. Uh, ben Creed wins two races in a row. I think it's clicking at the right time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, he looked really strong. Um, I kind of thought that John Hunter Nemechek was going to walk away with this once the playoffs started, but he, uh, Sheldon Creed GMS Racing kind of figured out some stuff, so I think that's going to be a good battle between those two. Yeah, Hunter Nemechek plus 67. Crafton's come alive plus 35. Friesen plus 33. And then it starts to get a little bit blurry. Ben Rhodes, who started off the season with two wins, plus 15. Gilliland, plus 11. Hosevar, plus 8. Hill, plus 5, which what would be crazy if Austin Hill would be out. Zane Smith, minus 5. One of the drivers get the championship four below the cut line. And Chandler Smith, minus 12. Um, also, uh, we got two races uh, before the Xfinity Series. Uh, starts their playoffs. Um, their cutoff race is Bristol. Uh, Noah Gragson gets to victory lane, his first win of the season. Ben, it's got to feel good for that nine team uh, who struggled to get in victory lane, get to victory lane, finally for Gragson's third career win. 
And of course, the one week that I don't vouch for him trying to uh, get a win, he actually does it. So no, definitely good for them. He just announced he'll be back with JRM last week, as or as we talked about on the last episode. Um, so I think it's uh, it's good for him. Hopefully, get some momentum rolling. Um, Justin Allgaier has kind of been the lead driver there this year, but hasn't really done a whole lot as of late. So we'll see if Noah Gregson can put a storm together. Yeah, and if you look at the points here, Cendric, Dinger, Allgaier, Haley, Gregson, Burton, Jeb Burton, that is, and Myatt Snyder locked in. You've got Hemrick plus 299, Burton plus 290. They're pretty much locked in, right? Jones plus 65, Clements plus 78, Herx plus 46, and then Annette minus 46, um, Annette, Sieg, Brown, and Tommy Joe really need to win to get into the playoffs. Uh, but two races left. We'll cover that a little bit more as it comes. Ben, let's get into some news. Uh, my uh, Scott Mayer, excuse me, uh, will be driving at Richmond, even though Dell Jr. makes his comeback uh, this weekend. A track that he's won at before. Ben, what are your thoughts on Mayer? Uh, and tell us a little bit about who he's driving for. Yeah, so he's running the 99 for BJ Cloud Motorsports, and I believe um, that car is being prepped by Junior Motorsports. That's why he is running that. Um, so technically there are four JRM cars, but technically five with them preparing that. So that team has done something similar with Chase Briscoe with SHR. So technically JRM's having five cars, so that's kind of cool and something they kind of maybe talked about doing for next year. Uh, Brett Moffitt is out again this week. Um, some health problems he's not disclosed. Said he's just not feeling well. Two weeks in a row, Moffat is out. Ben Beard Motorsports returns in the 62 for next season. What are your thoughts on that? Who could be the driver? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I could definitely see Brennan Gone coming back. I'm not sure if he officially retired from the Cup Series, but I think he could probably run like the 500 or something like that. Or Noah Gregson. I think he could get a couple Cup starts. Yeah, the team's going to compete at Darlington and Talladega, or no, Talladega and Daytona. So, we'll see there. Man, NASCAR might take the Bush Clash to the LA Coliseum. Thoughts? Um, It's really interesting. This is definitely a, a very um, out-of-pocket uh, announcement for them, for sure. I think it's a good market. LA's a good market for... Out-of-pocket, I like that. Out-of-pocket, yes, sir. <laughs> Um, I think it could be big if it works. I think it's actually going to be the same week at the Super Bowl there, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, it could be because they're in February. So um, that could be interesting. I don't know. I think if it goes well, it could be exciting. I'd like to see them do at other stadiums possibly. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about it. Not a big fan of it. That's all I'm going to say. Ben, let's get into our final four uh, for our brackets. I know we didn't get to do it last week. We won't do the whole spill. We'll just run our final four. Uh, you can go first. I'll give you a minute to find it uh, before we get into it. I got to find my own here. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start with Cup? Or do you want to go yeah, Truck Xfinity? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say ladies first. You can go first. Give me oh, Thank you yeah. so much. Really uh, appreciate it. Um, so final four, and we can kind of, as the rounds begin to end, um, we can kind of talk about who we had and we didn't have. We can just kind of follow that as the playoffs go on. But as far as our final four, I have Larson, Truex, Elliott, Hamlin, champion being Larson. Yeah, I have Larson, Elliott, Hamlin, Kyle Busch, which 
looking at two of my picks aren't very good, uh, but I have Larson winning the championship. Ben, I'll let you do trucks first as well. Uh, let's see. Oh, here it is. Um, I have John Hunter Nemechek, Sheldon Creed, Austin Hill, Todd Gilliland, and John Hunter Nemechek will be the champion. I had uh, Austin Hill, John Hunter Nemechek, Creed, and Rhodes with John Hunter being the champion. So, like Ben said, we'll run those down when it gets closer uh, to the end of rounds. But, Ben, let's jump into F1. Holy moly, some dominoes have fallen. First, Valtteri Botas to Alfa Romeo. George Russell to Mercedes, Alex Albon to Williams. Holy moly, Ben, what do you make of all these moves? Man, this is what the the whole season was basically um, building up to. Uh, I think the only one that really kind of surprised me was Albon going to Williams. I expected them to pull somebody from F2, but good for him. I'm not sure if he officially cut ties with Red Bull or if they're kind of doing Ocon situation where they just kind of are putting him on loner until whatever for Williams. Um I don't think he's going to be really much of a threat there, so I don't think they're too worried about it. But, yes, good for Albon. I'm glad he's back in F1. Yeah, Ben, what are your expectations for Valtteri at Alpha? Um, I think he's probably looking to, at the very least, outperform Kimi um, than how, I guess, how Kimi's been performing this year. It's definitely going to be a transition year for him. I think it's going to be tough. Obviously, new standards of where he's wanting to run with the team, but um, hopefully he's able to throw some good runs together. I think if he can finish in the points, that would be a, a big win for them. Thoughts on George Russell and Mercedes. I think this is a great move, and I'm looking forward to him being there. I think he'll succeed, but who's to say he's not the next Valtteri and he's out the door in four or five years, even though he's performing well, just not up to their standards. I truthfully believe that this is going to be Hamilton's um, biggest rival when it comes to the next couple of years, in addition to Max. I think those three are going to be competing for champion, world championships in the future, uh, or as soon as Hamilton retires, I don't think it'll be Verstappen and Russell. But uh, this is going to be interesting because I think these are two guys that can definitely act as the lead driver, and I think that's going to cause some conflict, so I'm excited to see it, actually. Albon to Williams, Ben, I don't know how to feel about that. I think George Russell's a great driver in bad equipment. I, I don't know if I feel the same about Albon. Uh, but, Ben, let's talk about the second Alfa Romeo seat. Kimi Raikkonen announced his retirement. He's not coming back. Who do you think it's going to be? I've heard some rumors. I've heard Zong might be the one going there. I've heard Nick DeVries. Uh, or could it be Robert Kubica who is filling in for Kimi for the second week in a row? Um, I honestly wouldn't leave Giovinazzi out of the picture just yet. It seems like they like him a lot. I mean, he's the only Italian driver in Ferrari or Alfa Romeo staple, but, uh, I would probably put my money that Giovinazzi, um, I, I would put my money on, <laughs> what would you say? Alfa Romeo. Yes. Alfa Romeo. Oh, Ferrari. Yes. Um, I would probably put my money on Giovinazzi in one more year in that seat. I'd like to see it. I like him a lot. Um, I, you know, I truly don't think Ferrari wants to throw away Giovinazzi because I, I truly don't think he's had enough time and slash or good equipment to show what he's made of. Uh, but we will see. Ben, as we move into IndyCar, three races, five drivers for the championship. Pato leads by 10 over Pelot. Newgarden minus 20-something. 
43 for Dixon and about like 75 for uh, Marcus Erickson. Ben, Portland, what are your thoughts and expectations? Yeah, so they didn't go here last year due to COVID. So we have to go back all the way to 2019. That race was won by Will Power. Um, I'm not really sure how much this can actually translate because Will Power is going to have a lackluster season. So, but I mean, I think he wouldn't be a horrible pick because he does that now have a win in the bank. Uh, it was Willpower, Felix Rosenquist, Alexander Rossi was on the podium. Other notable finishes, you got Colton Herta in fourth, Justin Newgarden fifth, Simon Pagano seventh, Sebastian Bourdais um, ninth. That's kind of really the only active drivers left that finished in the top ten. Um, a street race, you have to look at guys like Power for sure. Um, I think Herta, Pato would be good. Um, maybe even throw in Dixon. I think you can't really count him out anywhere you go. Yeah, I agree with you there. This is Pato's championship to lose. Um, but I don't really know if that's the case, right? I think you've got some really good drivers here. And this is why I personally feel IndyCar is the most entertaining series uh, out of any motorsport. Um, and that is that is for sure why. We'll see what happens. Three races to go, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Ben, let's get into the show wrap-up here. No trucks this week. They finish up at Bristol next week. Xfinity Cup, IndyCar, and... F1 at Monza, a historic track. And also going back, Alfa Romeo will run a scheme that has the Italian flag on it in their livery. So that will be pretty cool as well. Ben, I'll give you the floor first. Who you got? Xfinity Series at Richmond. I think Austin Sender is going to be back to victory lane. Take that regular season points championship back from Ajon Lane. I'm gonna pick Dale Jr. You know, since we started this, uh, we really haven't we haven't had to we haven't had to pick Jr. at all. Well, I mean, last year I picked him for Homestead, but honestly, I'm a big Jr. fan. He comes back. He's won at this track before in the Xfinity Series. Why not? Let's get Junebug back to victory lane. I think that would be pretty cool as well. Ben Cup Series second race in the playoffs. Who you got? I'm gonna go with the guy that's sitting second in points right now, Martin Truex Jr. in the playoff points, I should say. Uh, it's a short track that he has won at, so I think he'll get into the next round by a win. I think Larson's going to win, and I'm picking him two weeks in a row, but I think he's probably going to be fired up and feel like, man, we should have won that race last week at Darlington. I think he gets back to victory lane, punches his ticket to the round of 12. Then IndyCar, Portland, like we talked about, first race since 2019. Who you got? I'm going to go with my man, Colton Herta. isn't in the championship battle, but he is on a redemption cycle. He's going to get himself a win. F1 at Monza, one of the most historic tracks in the history of F1. Who do you got? Max Verstappen retook the lead last week with the win at Zandvoort. Ben, what does Lewis Hamilton have to do to get it back? And who's your pick? Uh, he's going to have to win, and that's what I'm going to pick him to do. So, my boy is going to be back at it. He's, he knows Russell's in the seat. He's he's getting fired up. He's getting ready. He's like, you know what? i got to s- stake my claim that I'm still the best driver at Mercedes going into next year. You know what I think they should do for Mercedes? What's that? Let Roscoe drive. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. Let the dog drive. Let the dog drive. They, they need a dog, and he's going to get out there and just eat him up, man. And for those of you that don't know, Roscoe is Lewis Hamilton's dog, a.k.a. the mascot of Mercedes. I think Roscoe is the best mascot in the paddock. 
I must say. I think Roscoe would already have like blown away Max. Like I don't even think it would be competition. Oh, they they would have the world championship tied up like several weeks ago. Constructors, all of it. Fast you know lap points every week. It's cute that we're talking about dog dogs, but a dog won't save Lewis Hamilton. Max Verstappen is the one and true dog. He's ready to bite and he's gonna extend that points lead. Yes, sir. Red Bull back on top. Dang, I love the dog. All the dog puns we just threw out there. Snoop Dogg is gone. You let the dogs out, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, Ben, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Charlotte Gardner Webb this weekend in football, who you got? Man, of course you gotta go. I gotta go with my boys. Charlotte, babe, you're going 2-0. You don't it's any new question. Ben, also, your Vikings play my Bengals this week. I can't even believe I let myself get on air with you. We, we, we're not friends for this week. No, we are not friends for, technically, it's more than that, but 60 minutes of a gameplay with, you know, about 10 to 15 minute halftime and, like, four-minute commercial breaks. But whatever that time adds up to, we are not friends. Well, I hope your Sunday's miserable as the Bengals win at all because uh, I think I think they're going to do that. Old Burrow's back. Well, I hope Burrow doesn't get burrowed on the ground by Anthony Barr, so good luck with that. Well, you know, at least we don't love our cousins. <laughs> well, at least we've been to the Super Bowl. Get it, get it, because the quarterback cousins there. There you go. I'm saying, you know, at least we've been to a Super Bowl. We've been to two Super Bowls, dog. We've been to three, so. And you've lost all three of them. And so have you. But you know what? We've lost one less than y'all, so who's better? Well, then maybe... You should protect your quarterback and not let him snap his leg. Yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. It's okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is tension. We better end it before we start beating each other. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for tuning in. Ben, I'll give you the floor one last time. Any final thoughts or words? Man, a lot of action. But uh, if you want to see my occasional comments about all this action, follow me on it, social media, neb underscore nala, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm going to be posting some stuff from the Charlotte games. I'll be working and such, bro. Bryson, another week on Twitter, man. How you feeling about it? Man, I feel good on Twitter. Bryson underscore Foster. No, Foster. But uh, anyways, Bryson Foster 259 on the gram. Girls love the gram. You know what I'm saying? All for the gram. Uh, Yeah. Anyways, uh, we will see you all next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been another edition of the Burnout Racing Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you.